Welcome to the Michael Murray Podcast. Keeping real estate simple, let's get into it. Today I'm going to talk about the number one question I get at the moment from people is they would love to get me in to do some training. And I just wanted to talk about the difference between a coach and a trainer. Think of a trainer more of a teacher. Yeah, They're going to run courses, they're going to run workshops, they're probably going to be supported by workbooks, maybe modules, that kind of thing. There'll be a lot of general strategy for a trainer. When people start in real estate, they should. They don't do enough of this. They don't do enough de- deliberate learning, right? They should be focused on core skills. Yeah. In our game, it's prospect, list, manage, sell. So core trainers and trainers will focus on that stuff. A coach is what I am. What a coach does, a coach is focused on you. What I want to know is I want to know where you're at. I want to know what you've done. I want to know where you want to go to. And what I'm going to do is build a custom plan for you on how you're going to get there. And what we're going to do is along the way, it'd be great if everything worked first time. But guess what? It doesn't work first time. So if you're clear about what you want and you're very clear about the goals that you have for yourself, sometimes the road is long and dark. And what I'm there, I'm there to help you through it. I go on the journey with you, right? And it's about you. So coaching's about one-on-one, yeah? When I do one-to-many, yeah, it's probably the closest I get to training. It's more about the thought process that people have about particular topics. Very hot topic at the moment is vendor management. Got a lot of thoughts around the human behavior side of that vendor management, which I try and teach, if you like, the people that I am coaching. And I do tend to coach, when I do coach to groups, it tends to be more the developing agent side of things. I I try and keep the real estate process as simple as possible. And the reason I do that is because the simpler we can make it, the easier it is for everyone to actually get their head around it and progress their business. Now, I would call real estate a multidiscipline sport, yeah? Essentially, we prospect, we list, we manage, we sell. We also do agent marketing, profile marketing. The sixth discipline, which is not often talked about, is once you've gone through the learning journey and you're becoming a professional, real estate training will start sounding the same. It'll be a little Groundhog Day. You might pick up one or two things. That's if you went to training. So if you're a continual trainer, you'll find that. There's always one thing you'll get out of training. I go to real estate training because I'll get one or two things out of it all the time because that's current. The sixth discipline that is there really for people that have been in the game for a long time is understanding human behavior. I like to think that I'm an unqualified human behavior expert, and that's because I'm not a massive reader, but what I am is I'm a massive learner. And fortunately... When I first started working in the industry, industry, I worked with a gentleman called Lee Woodward, who many of you would know, and his method of learning was audio. So for people like me and possibly you who don't like reading books, what you'll find is that audio works, hence why we're on podcast, yeah? hence why we listen to Audible. You know? So what I try and do is understand that real estate's a multidiscipline sport. 
Now, there's something Bruce Lee says. Bruce Lee says that he doesn't fear the man that's practiced 10,000 kicks. He fears the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. Now, in our business, because we have essentially four core disciplines, we've got to spread that 10,000 kicks around. So that's the hardest part. A multidiscipline sport is always harder to play than a single discipline sport. So what that means is if I'm a real estate agent and I'm focused on prospecting or I'm focused on listing, and more often than not, we've got a lot of stock and we're focused on selling. If we're focused on selling, guess what we're not doing? We're not prospecting. And when we're really busy, we forgot about our agent marketing or we maybe turned off the tap on learning. So, so what happens is whenever we do these multidiscipline sports, it just gets harder. And I want to use a really old analogy, if anyone can remember, but we do have photocopier stills because they're the scanners or the printers. But if you think about this, right, if you've ever been a business person and bought a photocopier, right, think about it. The guy or girl that came out sold you the copier. Then what you did is you signed up for it. Then the tech team came out and had a look at the office. Then they did the installation and the guys turned up in the truck. And then what happens, they did the training and like someone else came in and trained you on how to use it. Well, guess what? In real estate, yeah, you're doing all those jobs. And what, what it creates in real estate is it creates the universal small business problem. If I was a plumber today and I'm really busy doing my plumbing, guess what I'm not doing? Probably not marketing, probably not quoting, too busy to quote. The minute I get not busy waiting on work, guess what I'm doing? Quoting, looking for business, I'm thinking about marketing. So this is what I see about agents. So the key with a multidiscipline sport is consistency. Yeah? What it means is we need to be doing all of these things all of the time. And that leads us into a whole lot of other topics that we're going to talk about along this journey that we're doing on, on my podcast. We're doing that. When I travel from office to office, what I see is I always look for challenges, yeah? Because when I'm coaching, I'm seeing challenges, I'm seeing common threads. And one of the biggest things I've seen over the last, call it nine years, if I take my time as an agent and the time that I worked for McGrath for seven years, what I've really observed is that agents have really two businesses in 2023. And essentially what they have is they have a real estate sales business. And if I just, and I'm just going to stay on the sales side at the moment. So on the real estate sales business, what they have is they have this great business that offers great service. It signs up listings. It opens up properties on Saturdays. You've got repeat clients. You're a, you're a fantastic real estate practitioner. You do a great job. You have a following. People get referred to that business. You meet people on Saturday at the open for inspection. And what happens is that that, that kind of rolls, right? And because we, we, we work in such a small geographical area, like most agents are operating in a two or three kilometer square radius, which is a bit like shooting fish in a barrel. So sometimes we just overcomplicate that. But what I see is that the trend that's happened over the last few years, and, and I would say, and I talked about this on a podcast with Lee Woodward, is that there's been a lot of changes in the industry. And, and part of those changes, 2016, 2017, we saw the rise of the super team, or we saw an EBU, whatever you want to call it, agent teams. And, and what, what we've seen is we've, we've, got, we've got a lot of specialist lead generation agents that have moved into this space. So what it's created is that there's this second business that's appeared in the industry where you've got your real estate sales business and that chugs along pretty well, all right? People do well for many years. If they've been in the business 10 plus years, they're probably surviving on that. But what happens is a new agent comes in, enrolls the lead gen business right next door to you. 
Josh Fegan, who's one of the trainers in the industry, industry, I'm sure you all know, I heard Josh say once, if you're prospecting with 7-Eleven, how many hours a week is that open for? When I say that to people, they look, they look at me with their jaw open because they know that when they're busy, they're not prospecting, right? So what happens is when these guys or girls get next door to you and they come in with their lead gen business, yeah, they've got people who are focused and specialized on making calls. And, you know, prospecting itself's changed now. You've got phone calls, SMSs, social media, call to actions, whatever you might do. Prospecting dynamic is changing. So what happens is they open up next door and what they start doing is they start ripping into your market share. And what happens is your real estate sales business, despite doing a great job, despite you being a great person, despite you being in business for 10 years, yeah, if you're not on top of this lead generation, it will it will leave you. You will go. And what happens is your business will start going into decline. And one of the challenges is you might have a really strong business with a fantastic rental rent roll, rent roll business. The challenge is that you need a strong sales business to keep growing that 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 rent roll. So what I'm finding is that agents survive on running this really good business until someone with a really good lead gen business that also has a really good real estate business then comes along and really starts affecting your business and your profitability. Thanks for listening to the Michael Murray Podcast. If you like what you've heard, then check out mmhighperformancecoach.com.au or Michael Murray High Performance Coach on social media. You can find all the links in the show notes. Thank you.